0: welcome to inspired artist podcast with me porter singer i'm with marisa Sturts in this episode who is a documentary filmmaker as well as a photographer that's how i met her she takes us into the world of the healing powers of psychedelics with her documentary series the healing powers which you can stream for free on her website thehealingpowers.com highly recommend it This was such a sweet conversation because we not only got to talk about all of these topics that I just mentioned, as well as this really cool society that she discovered and documented in Northern Italy, you're going to love that story, but also she shared a song with us because she's writing music now and a play. I also can't not mention that at the time that we recorded this episode, The photo that I'm using for the podcast is actually one that Marisa took, and also most of the photos that are on my website. So if you've seen either of those things, you have seen her photography before. All right, let's hear from Marisa.
1: Uh, I am in Costa Rica right now.
0: Oh, sweet. So is that where you've been for this this period
1: for this strange (laughs) time in the world yes um yeah i uh i got really lucky i think the i was traveling i left la my building was sold and the new landlords they wanted to to renovate it and we had rent control so they actually paid us to leave Uh, i put my stuff in storage and i was like cool i'm traveling i'm gonna go to costa rica i had some um documentary opportunities uh, to work on here uh, for this Thank You Plant Medicine campaign and just pack things up. I was going to be here for like three months and then come back to the States and move, move to Oakland.
2: And, um,
1: and then the virus hit and I was like, wait a minute, what do I want in a big city? (laughs) Why, why, why go to a big city? That makes no sense whatsoever. And so I just, uh, I just stayed here. And just the other day I was like, I think I'm making this my home base. There's no need to go home this is home now
0: yeah neat do you speak spanish
1: Un poquito. Oh, okay. I, I, the 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 both the problem and the benefit. the cool thing about costa rica is there's a lot of expats here from all around the world sure. and yeah, okay. so everybody's speaking english that I, yeah but i am working on learning more and i really want to integrate that more into my life
0: yeah cool i I've seen some posts that you've made about about your plant medicine film. Remind me what, what, the, what the title of the film is?
1: I have a documentary series. The documentary.
0: Oh, yeah. The Healing Powers. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's on Gaia series. TV.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was a movie for some reason. Okay. So people can watch it on Gaia. Oh, sweet. I can watch it on Gaia. That's excellent.
1: You can watch it on Gaia. <laughs> it's actually even online for free if you don't have Gaia at thehealingpowers.com.
0: Oh, okay. I'll add a link you guys can click on. Yeah. Cool. So how, what's the response been to that?
1: Uh, it, you know, it came out, was it this year? Is it this year? Oh my God. This year has gone so long. I think it was this year in February.
0: <laughs> the year uh, never it, ends. <laughs> it's
1: super weird, right? Um, yeah. So it came out in February and it has been wonderfully received and I get random letters on, or notes on instagram on facebook people being like i just saw your show it's lovely like from strangers and uh yeah it's 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 great um it's a little you know basically episodic content kind of like anthony bourdain's parts unknown where we travel around the world and visit different places different people who are who are um providing plant medicine or psychedelic experiences and Uh, You get to watch me or other people work with these medicines and see what it's like and what it's about and how it's helping change and transform people's lives. It's
0: awesome. Yeah. And the last time I saw you, I remember you actually had like some sort of scar or leftover whatever from the, is it Cambo?
1: Combo, yeah. Combo
0: from the frog medicine. The Amazonian
1: tree frog.
0: Yeah. So you signed up for quite a bit of experimentation when you started doing this because it wasn't just like you were observing other people doing it. Like you actually participated. just, you know, it,
1: right? I, it's like the filming of it was almost secondary. It's like I was in, I've been in a space, I had a lot of trauma in my childhood and I didn't really recognize it for that. I was just like, Oh yeah, life was hard and you toughen up and you work it out and you just, you know, get over it and, and move on. That's what people do. Yeah. And my understanding of trauma now is so much more, so much more. And I see how that is one way of operating. You can kind of push it down and keep going, or you can open it up and clean the wound and clear it out. And, and instead of letting it grow over with this inflamed thing within you, um, you can clear it out. So a lot of, when you say experimentation, it's kind of just me been doing my own healing work and there's nothing I've done that I wasn't wanting to do already on my own anyway.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, we hear about these things. A lot of them, I'm assuming, I mean like, well, I think actually the combo you can, you, I could have done like in Phoenix, but some of the things, I mean, you would, would only be able to do if you went to the place where it was available or mm-hmm. not you really?
1: Know, so combo is legal in the uh-huh. States and it's non-psychedelic usually. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, the secretion of an Amazonian tree frog that when administered to an open wound, so what they would do is they take like a little stick, light it on fire here, much thinner stick than this, like literally the half of the size of a straw and they would set it on fire, just tap you real quick, rub the skin off and then put the secretion on those, on those open uh, points and then that would enter your bloodstream and go straight into the gut and it clears out the stomach biome, making you throw up it's not fun it's uh it's not psychedelic it's not fun however a lot of hunters in the amazon would use it before to give them a heightened sense of clarity and a much better you know like it would just really intensify um your ability to observe and and sense things so hunters loved it um and it is also really good for clearing out serious weird stuff in the gut so that one you can find anywhere and there's like a a practitioner um organization uh i uh, shoot i have to look it up i'll I'll send it to you after this it's like i k y p i kappa or something like that and and they're practitioners that have are abiding by a certain set of guidelines doing it safely Um, so there's that but like Ayahuasca yeah you, i mean you want to do it legally and easily without to you know without having to worry about the law go to go to brazil or peru um, but but there are practitioners traveling all around the world providing these medicines psilocybin is decriminalized in oakland um there are oh, people
0: okay.
1: or yeah and, and also in denver which doesn't mean it's legal but it means it's the lowest priority. And so on a, on a state level, you know, there's enough room to kind of work with it. Um, But on a federal level, you could get busted. Right. So it's, we're in a weird murky in between zone where things are a little nebulous, but opening up slowly, you know, MDMA is, has clinical trials right now and is treating PTSD. It's on its third stage of FDA trials. So The, the, the like success that we're seeing in all these trials is so very promising. It's been fast tracked, which is something unheard of for, for medicines, especially dealing with mental disorders. So, um, I think it's just a matter of time before everything is going to be even more available.
0: Yeah. What is it like in Costa Rica? Are these, are these things legal in Costa Rica?
1: You know it's gray enough, and there's so many. Like Costa Rica is this haven of retreat centers, and it's like I think the government just sort of turns a blind eye, you know, because so much of this country operates with tourism mm-hmm. off of tourism. Most, of you know, it's the main right. port income. So um, I, th- I think there's like just a lot of gray zone where it's not a hard. This is super illegal, and so right, right. there's lots of centers advertising.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So if you, were, if you were wanting to do the combo, I keep touching my arm. Because <laughs> um, I, I, remember, I remember you telling me about it. Um, are you saying you would, you would go to somebody and they would administer it? It wouldn't be like you would mail order it and you would do this on your no, own.
1: You definitely want a yeah. practitioner working with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind ah. of a, it is an energetic, you know, I mean, we hold our traumas in our body on a physical level. So depending on the person and how much they've stored and haven't released, it can be a big energetic, intense experience. Uh, not to mention, you know, I mean, it's some. I've passed out multiple times with it. Okay. Um, you need somebody to hold you. It's it's literally like poisoning yourself. I yeah. I don't want to like make it pretty. Like you take it, your heart starts beating, your 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 throat starts tightening your face actually literally swells up for a lot of people and it feels as if you've taken a poison that might just kill you. And, and then it passes. It just, wow. it, it passes, you know, and it's incredible for really like, it's like helping people, um, helping balance imbalance hormones, uh, women who haven't been able to have kids have worked with it and then suddenly are able to, uh, I have a friend who had Lyme's disease, autoimmune disorder, you know, um, parasites it's like it's kind of this cure-all and yet there's still not enough research to validate all these things i'm claiming it does it's just that and it, anecdotally everybody's people are using it and having a lot of um improvement okay i working with it yeah
0: so when you when you go and you have a, a treatment yeah. with somebody you take it is it does it re, does do you react immediately
1: yeah i mean within yeah. Within five minutes.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's those like,
1: symptoms I told you. Yeah. The whole thing is like usually 20, 20 minutes to 40 minutes
0: okay, of a
1: process wow. of like, That's intense. and and usually on the shorter end of things, it's like really uncomfortable for maybe the first like 10, 15 minutes depends on how deeply it's buried in your, your system. You know, I, I've had different, I've done it multiple times. I think I've done it probably close to 10 times now. And sometimes medicine needs a long time to work and like scrape something, I think on the deep bottom end of my gut and then like, Oh, slowly bringing it up and it's not fun and it's not nauseous and cramps. And you know, the first few times I did, it was really quite painful. And then, but I, like I said, I had a lot of trauma and I used a lot of alcohol and a lot of sugar and a lot of caffeine to numb my traumas to like help me cope with the world and all the anxiety I had in my system. And so I like, Combo and ayahuasca, and even mushrooms have been m- painful at the beginning ends of it because it was really working to like sort of un like to scrub and loosen all this crap in my system.
0: Yeah, and so when you say gut, you're meaning like the like intestinal like ever like everything that has to do with your intestinal system. It's going through, okay, and so you're you're, like, associating that with, like, that's a place where we store, where we store trauma.
1: Absolutely. Yes. I think okay. our whole body is a place where we store trauma. But Okay. I think yeah. A super, you know, it's, like.
0: But it targets one specific.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's said to reset the stomach. Place. That, you know, the, the combo definitely works with your, with your stomach. I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not an anatomy, <laughs> expert oh, in anatomy. No, yeah, it's no, no, on no, my, it's like, to-do meaning, like, list
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) like look stuff up a little more but i have no i'm just
0: always curious it's like okay so it's the biome and then we're talking about trauma so i'm curious like how are we making that connection that yeah
1: well you know um okay so again i am not an expert in this i don't have the verbiage around it um particularly uh dialed in however here let's put it this way let me see if i can connect these thoughts the way i want to I'm just going to first draw the line between the mind-body connection. Okay. So we have a traumatic experience and, you know, most people just think all the memories are in our mind, right? And we just store everything up here in our head, in our brain. However, let's, let's pretend the traumatic situation was abuse or violence or whatever in your childhood. And so for example, and even this would work right now. So if I punch you, your body is going to contract and resist Mm -hmm. and hold this tension and let's just say this happens over and over and over again. I punch you, you contract, you contract, you contract. Soon, soon enough, whenever I come around, you're going to contract. And if I'm a parent or you know, a, a caregiver or whatever in your life on a regular basis, your system is on a physical contraction. So you're storing, your, your, your cells are having a, a, a trained response of being in contraction of stress and also your fight or flight hormones are coursing through your vein the cortisol all the stress stuff is going on and this stomach for me is you know this is where you feel your butterflies in your stomach when there's anxiety you feel it in your stomach <clears throat> when i have a lot of stress my stomach is the first thing to show up like I, I see it in my digestion and all of that process right there so um you know and they say we have um, we have quite a—I don't know what the number is at all—but it's like a large percentage of our neur- neurons are actually in our gut. Like the gut is the second brain mm-hmm. of our system, and maybe the heart's the third or something like that. So, I mean, there is an extremely um, like there are ways to release trauma that don't involve necessarily reliving it. There are ways to release it just from the cells, from that tension. If you can allow, like, let the System understand. I mean, with ayahuasca again, this is another purging medicine. Mm-hmm. You drink it, you throw up, you feel lighter, you feel more clear, you feel more focused, you feel more available afterwards. And it's because there's been trauma, and again, that's kind of contraction stress that was held in the cells that is being released.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also thinking like, okay, so what is in your gut at present must be an accumulation of i don't know waste from your cells that you have created based on how you are now right so like based if if you have a lot of trauma then what you're you know what you're creating what what your cells are storing and what they're releasing into your intestinal tract must reflect that and so i would to me i'm imagining like okay you're you're clearing that out you're sort of giving yourself like a um another opportunity too and and it makes sense that it would feel very clearing. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, you know, I mean,
1: and there's like animals when they have uh, a traumatic experience, you often see them afterwards shaking it out. They have like a little seizure. and yeah. Humans, we don't except for Kundalini, for example, or mm-hmm. breath work. You know, there's these different modalities where um, breath. You know, Kundalini, you're repeating a, a a chant or a breath, and you're a movement, and so it's it's. An equivalent of a seizure and if you're running you know there's these different ways of working yourself up so that your body can release this you know but somatic practitioners are working on that level again ayahuasca is working on that level so what are the different equivalents
0: hi yeah they're they're back they they make special appearances on my podcast
1: that's fabulous Um, (laughs) you have have star guests on your Uh, on your podcast very cool
0: yeah No, that makes a lot of sense, and and I think actually this new to you the podcast.
1: No, 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 the idea of the mind body connection and oh no, not at all. No, but I want to make
0: sure that like everybody listening is kind of on the same page, and also Mm -hmm. it just sort of brings up questions. I mean, I've it's funny you bring up the kundalini, but I mean, in the kundalini community right now, we are um, unearthing a lot of trauma, and. I, I sort of, I want to take, I don't want to take anything for granted that like I, you know, I understand everything the way that you do or, you know, that I,
1: totally yeah, yeah no, but, but it's, it's cool to know that. Yeah. Go on. Yeah.
0: Um, where was, I don't know where I was. Oh, oh, I think, well, it's funny that he entered at that moment, but I was thinking, you know, children actually have that, that instinct to, you know, they have tantrums. That's why we hate two-year-olds, you know, <laughs> and right, then we kind God, of train always, them yeah. out of it. Right. We, we it's like that's not socially acceptable you must store
1: <laughs> we train them to disconnect yeah exactly we train them to store push it down inside don't get it out of your system um and, and disconnect from what your body like is teaching you to what your body instinctually wants to do it's really a little bit backwards I think in a lot of ways it's more like how can you be curious about what your body has mm-hmm. how can you, and you know I mean uh, like how can we teach our kids that and then and then be present with them as they, and, and be okay with whatever it is, because it'll let itself out. But pushing it down, that just is, you know, all, all that, like, we're taught, what? <laughs> my, I have this whole list, my little list of things I like to say, it's like, you know, eat all the food on your plate. Go sit in that chair and stare at that wall. I don't care if you're bored, like no running around. Um, Go hug your uncle. I don't care if he makes you feel weird. That's what we, you know, it's family, you know, and you're just taught in every way that your instincts are wrong and do what somebody outside tells you to do. And this is now we have a society that is super neurotic where people are constantly doubting their own instinct and then doubting themselves all the time because they've never been taught to nurture their own instinctual drive and listen to themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, I mean, we're seeing that play out in every in every uh, cross section of society right now. I think like we think of, I don't know, we think of adults, but I think <laughs> adults to me are like, you know, we sort of have like compassion for children. We're like, oh, they've been through a lot. They're in a bad mood because they're at least I do, you know, but when they, when it becomes an adult, you're sort of like, they should know better. Well, nobody, you know, like to your point, it's like, how, how would they know? No one's ever been taught to trust themselves or, you know,
2: or
1: to listen to their feelings or to, yeah, totally. Yeah. We we need like a big, I'm, 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 a dream of mine is to launch a nice emotional intelligence campaign that just like teaches people, reminds people and how to be human again and And how to reconnect all these things that
0: has been trained out of us societally yeah for sure i want i I want you to talk so much and if if you're willing i want you to talk so much about this thing that you were telling me about when you took photos of me at shakti fest which was like this society in italy
2: do you have any interest in
0: talking about that
2: sure i was just totally fascinated (laughs) i wanted it on
0: the record
2: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah they're incredible um Let's see. So, uh, to catch anyone up listening, uh, I, I'm a documentary filmmaker, and I created a film about this intentional community called Domenhor in northern Italy. Uh, they started in the late '70s, and the founder is a young Italian boy. He 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 was visited by what he says is his future self, and his future self gave him these books that that he read as he would grow up. And they were messages from an intergalactic council. And the intergalactic council um, was really interested in preserving humanity. And humanity was destined for extinction in like, I don't know, I think it was like 1992. And so he was given these downloads of how to make certain technologies and how to help humanity realize its true capabilities, that like we are clairvoyant, that we can be telepathic, that, we, we have, that we're all artists, that we're all singers, that how to really truly connect again to ourselves, to each other, um, how to be accountable in, in a society. And so they developed this incredible town in, in, in Northern Italy called Damanhur. And in total secrecy, they dug these temples into the sides of the Alps. And the temples are all filled with the art that is informed by the technologies that he learned about reading these books and uh, that he taught and shared with others and others have found their own connection. And so they just connected this like absolutely ethereal, magical series of temples, all devoted to humanity, realizing its true capacity and helping create a parallel timeline where humanity survives. And so in, we are on that parallel timeline is, is, is the belief that they share. And uh, what's so cool about it is all of their, um, the principles that they're founded on are uh, in complete coherence with quantum physics, modern quantum physics. And not to mention also very similar to a lot of the things I've encountered in my own psychedelic adventures and uh experiences so um and also resonate with a lot of eastern philosophies out there so it's it's the more i learn about the world the more i learn we don't know anything and it's way more fabulous than what we've been taught to believe by those boring old systems that want to beat the intuition out of us you know there's like a lot more magic so uh yeah, they're they're wonderful. And this documentary is wrapping up; has been wrapping up this whole year. It should be hopefully coming out by the end of the year.
0: Oh, cool! Do you know what it's called yet?
1: Dominor. I, I don't think we ever. Yeah, maybe we need to give it a little subtitle. <laughs> but there's not too many comprehensive documentaries out there about them. So, hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, th- so you're saying there has been there has been like other reporting on.
1: I mean, there has there has not been much comprehensive documenting okay. or reporting on them. There, they have. There's tons of content, but it's not like the overarching story
2: okay. uh, or like tour within this. Yeah, he
0: to show me his dragon. That was a pretty um, cool dragon. Yeah, it was a pretty cool dragon. <laughs> yeah i i remember when we were in in europe a few years ago i asked you about that i wanted to go visit we we never ended up doing that but um i sort of yeah i sort of wish i had oh well
1: <laughs> i highly recommend it I, it's like you need a little more magic in your life this is this is the place to go for
2: sure
0: yeah i'm super i'm super into that i love that they have a whole um full you know philosophy and whatever what is their what is their kind of daily life look like i mean has has their work been done through this parallel timeline or are they like all right we did it or is it continuing in another way
1: i mean I, I think humanity needs lots of i think it's like about uplifting the consciousness of humanity to maybe maintain that parallel timeline and uh and that is by helping um again realizing our potential and the having that authentic connection to self and from that cleared up space that's where we really realize our potential, and that's where I think we can uplift and help help everyone wake up is you know it's sort of my speculation here yeah
0: yeah yeah, and the i I haven't taken a lot of psychedelics myself, but the it it does make it does make a ton of sense to me like that because it gives you another perspective and sometimes when people um gives you another don't you think like it gives you a a different outlook (laughs) that you might not have gotten if you
1: (laughs) when people are like why okay and just so for the readers uh i like i create documentaries around psychedelics and i I also am like i have a psychedelic news platform called lucid news Um, Educating people around what's happening because this is a vastly opening uh, field right now developing field. It's it's pretty It's pretty uh, crazy how fast it's growing right now Um, But it is one of my missions to help people understand how these tools work and sort of destigmatize them and When people ask me what it is, it's like that's the first thing I say It's um, you know, we live our lives the way we live our lives And you can't really observe how you live your life when you're within it. But when you take a psychedelic or when you work with, again, kundalini or breath work, these are different tools to getting out of our own framework. um, You you suddenly are able to step outside of your own life and see your life with a third person perspective. Bird's eye view, you suddenly shift from where you normally see it and go, oh, wow, I never knew um, all my natural instincts were beaten out of me because I never could see what it was like to be different. You know, this is also why like things like Burning Man or DOMIN, who are intentional communities are so important because once you get to step out of your normal world and you look back at your life and you look at where you're at for that moment, you can go, oh my God, there's so many more possibilities of like living, um, with the intention of really, um, finding joy in my life and living with connection and living from a regenerative place where we're not just using resources and throwing things away and creating trash but where our use of resources actually regenerates and more energy and, and like helps fuel the land or or you know feed people or whatever the thing is so yeah
0: do you have any any projects that you're working on now that you're really excited about
1: Oh man. You know, so I, I, lucid news is one, uh, which is the psychedelic news platform we started about um, the beginning of this year. And, uh, and just explained that. So I am excited about that. It's, it's doing Is that good. like,
0: did you want to share the website with me afterwards too? And I'll
1: it's yeah, it's and lucid.news. Okay. News. Uh, but I can share it later too. Lucid.news.
0: Awesome.
1: I'll share that. Uh, yeah. um, Working as a bridge to connect all these newcomers flooding in this space with the community who's worked for a really long time to get psychedelics where they are right now. Also, I've been uh I've been just cooking up my I've a lot of stories. My own adventure in healing my trauma has taken me around the world. I spent months in the jungles in Peru. I've spent months in the jungles here in costa rica i went to india i became a kundalini yoga teacher i did all these things in the pursuit of healing myself and the adventures i've had are the most phenomenal things ever so i got out of the system and let my that process unpack so i have all these stories that i've never properly told and i didn't know how to um and since i've been here in costa rica continuing to do my work um i've been like suddenly writing songs and singing them and making art and painting and and uh writing in a way that I was never able to before so I'm cooking all this up I'm coming up with a play and uh also you know like probably sharing all of this on social media and unpacking it slowly just because I think it's like if I, had I not seen other people do it, I don't know. Well, actually, I, I didn't see other people doing it. But had I seen other people doing it, it would have made it a lot easier for me to do it. And I want to encourage as many people to get on this path of healing because it's the best adventure you could ever have.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, that's an interesting perspective, too, that like, if you hadn't had the pain, then there would have been no impetus to have all of these adventures. That's yep. something I play with a lot. It's cause it's obvious. Right. And yet it's like, Oh, but I wish I hadn't felt that way. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. It's a dance. That, I mean,
1: so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what I think it boils down to is the, like we have a choice to what, what lens are we looking? What pair of glasses are we looking at the world in? Are these glasses that say, Oh fuck, why did this happen to me? It was so horrible. I'm so, like, so unfair that these horrible things happen to me, or is it the glasses that say, Oh wow, yeah, that was hard. But because of it, I am now living this most amazing like it taught me how to become very strong. It taught me how to uh really dig deep within and to know who I truly am and to um like create this life with absolute intention. And had that not happened to me, I would have possibly been married at twenty five, had kids and and lived more uh like maybe i was still living in las vegas where i grew up i might be born again christian the way i grew up like had i not had all these hard things like a whole totally different life so you know and i pick this life for sure yeah compared to the one i just painted for you could have been a beautiful life without trauma too but sure this adventure has been pretty fantastic
0: so sure Uh, it's it's like but that wasn't an option (laughs) so so you made the most of it yeah yeah
1: definitely.
0: that's really cool i love that you're you're writing a musical that's awesome
1: i'm ah, i
0: like that you put it that way <laughs>
1: that we'll have some musical numbers i don't know if it's a musical did you it's not
0: say that did i imagine that i, I think guess you because put that. you said i guess because you said i'm writing songs and i'm yeah. so i put that all together okay yeah
1: yeah i'm not writing a musical but <laughs> i am writing but i am really wanting like the songs are kind of coming to me i'm suddenly writing lyrics and like getting super into it um yeah yeah it's been a real joy just a guitar and singing like holy smokes i really yeah you want to hear a song
0: sure (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah I don't usually narrate over my conversations, but I did want to mention that there was a little, you know, uh, pause to go get the guitar and all of that that I didn't keep in for obvious reasons. So it sounds like she just goes right into playing like she was prepared for it, which she wasn't. I was really tickled that she spontaneously offered to do this. And here we go. Okay, let's dive right in.
2: Do you do you listen to your heart Do you do you listen to your to let you oh.
0: songwriter I'm a songwriter now <laughs> okay singer like, songwriter
1: I'm just Welcome. throwing myself out
2: there. <laughs> still a little rough it's still Isn't little that great
0: i'm i'm part of this patreon page this woman uh, astrid halverson who channels and she was saying um that you can really tell that you're loving and accepting yourself when you're willing to do things completely outside of your comfort
1: zone <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be messy, whatever. But I mean, I also think that that's like part of the can we just blueprint for everyone else that it's okay to mess up? It's okay, perfect, and totally dialed in. I hope it's not too painful.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, that's one of the things I thought was so neat about this whole period because suddenly all the people who like we've only ever seen in the best lighting with the best makeup and hair and everything like that are like doing YouTube videos like everybody else, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly. No, I mean, Trevor Noahs and is like whatever wearing sweats all the time and it's like, yeah, right. that's right. Why why am I wearing lipstick? You know like <laughs> okay. But the, right. the internet lives forever, you know. So.
0: Yeah, but At the there's same time. so much content.
1: I know there's so much content like who cares, right? Mm-hmm. I I mean I really I I believe that so firmly. It's like let's make it okay to be human. Let's make it yeah. okay to be messy and embrace ourselves and all our in various stages
0: i like that
1: i want to ask you okay yeah we haven't talked since like i don't know i guess since your photo shoot which is over a year and a half ago right
0: yeah and by the way, just, I don't know if you want this plug, but I just got to give it anyway. You are the best photographer that I have ever had. I just love your photos. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really, I love the photos we took together. Like we took some badass photos. Yeah. Um, yeah I, uh, I was going to say, so, I mean, I'm also a Kundalini Yoga teacher and I haven't been, um, I've, I've, I've never really got fully deeply into the community. I... Partially because I was I was in LA, but I was on the east side, and everybody else was on the west side. And there, mm-hmm. there's uh, Yoga West, which was where I, I did connect with that space. And and uh, Yogi, what's his name? Um, the older one, who's Guru really, Singh. Yeah, Guru Singh. Yeah, God, yeah. I love him. He was fantastic. <laughs> um, and so you know, I mean, that space really it felt good for me. But um, there's definitely. lot going on in the community right now and i have been i did get the let me make those sounds go away i did get the um the olive branch review Mm. from what happened and i just recently read it and it's just like i would love to hear how have you unpacked i i saw you i listened to your song that you wrote um and i read your lyrics and they were beautiful (laughs) and i'm kind of curious how have you Integr- and I guess for, for listeners, you know, Yogi Bhajan has, uh, there's been an independent research into his actions that have pretty, pretty um, consistently uh, when, when you add them all up, it, it seems that there's a pretty strong case that he has abused um, people, sexually abused people in, mm-hmm. in, in the sphere and was as a teacher as well. So uh, it's definitely thrown a lot of ripples into the space and I still love the yoga. And I, I, I know he was a big curator of all the different, he went around India and collected Kundalini yoga and then he put it together, but he's not the originator of it. So
0: I see that's, that's sort of the part that I'm still very unclear about. Um, There's a great article that uh, Philip De Slip published Published. It's an academic paper called "From Mahan from Maharaj to Mahantantric, where he he attempts to um, un- uncover, uncover where all these practices came from, and it's kind of inconclusive. I mean, there there's one particular yogi where he notices that there's some you know content that's been gotten from his manuals. I actually, tried to find the manual, but it's like 150 on on Amazon or whatever, and I was like. Okay, I'll just have to see if I'm that curious about it one day, but um, I did see stretch pose in something that I found online, which def- which came from him, but um, how am I unpacking it? Well, I had been slowly moving away from that practice, not necessarily like yoga, but just the it, all like life encompassing practice of like, you know, this is what I eat. This is how I dress. This is how I do my hair and turban and whatever. Um, and so it had been, like, a couple of years since I was, like, gradually <laughs> kind of moving away. And at the point where I did actually move away, I, I uh, my husband and I divorced. I actually moved to Washington to be with my partner and my kids. And, well, I brought my kids. Um, and so by the time Pranka came out, which was the book that kind of got everybody looking at this for real this time, because I guess a lot of people already knew about some of this stuff. There had been rumors of it for a while. I wasn't very aware of it. It was never something that like, I don't know, was openly discussed in front of me or with me. So it was pretty shocking, but I had already kind of decided that that wasn't my lifestyle anymore at that time. So for me, it was just upsetting that this had happened at all. Um, it didn't like shake my, well, it did sort of shake my reality. I was kind of like, okay, who am I? <laughs> who am yeah, I? Yeah. Because I mean,
1: when we did our photo shoot just a year and a half ago, you were still wearing the <laughs> turban and you were like fully immersed in, in, Yeah. at least in the visual sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't like, exterior. I didn't start having the exterior reflect kind of what was going on internally for me until last summer um, when we mm-hmm. went to Europe and it was like, it just didn't resonate with me anymore. I was wearing my turban for performances and that was kind of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, I think everybody's kind of handling it in their own way. I feel really grateful that I have um, other practices that help me process the information that's coming at me. But even still, it's like, you know, that reading that report was rough, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I do you
1: still practice at all or do you still teach? No, or? but
0: I hadn't been, I hadn't been practicing kundalini yoga for like a while. I mean, not like rigorously okay. um, or ser- you know, not seriously. I, I do some, I do some breath work, but then the breath work that I end up doing is kind of just part of the, the yogic canon um, as opposed to like being specifically that uh, I, if I had, if I f- had felt like I had a, you know, a connection to it before I found out about this, like if that hadn't kind of petered off, I probably would still be doing it. Like I, I mean, I, I, I had somebody contact me the other day, you know, asking me how I was processing it. And she, she was very immersed in it. She was teaching it. And she was like, I feel like I love doing it, but I feel so weird about doing it. I'm like, well, you're, why give him any power over you at all? Like, if this is something that you enjoy doing, then do it. But on the other hand, why give him any power at all? And if you enjoy doing something else, (laughs) do that. You know, like, um, I I don't think that there is an action that makes more sense than another, but... um, I feel that acknowledging, you know, also I sort of feel like acknowledging who he was as a person and incorporating that into the teachings as opposed to trying to extract him out of it would actually be a lot more healing from my perspective. Mm. Like this is what we were, you know, this is what we believe. This is, we elevated somebody to the position of God and this is how it felt, you know, don't do that. (laughs)
1: You You know, know, I never liked him. I listened to a couple of his lectures and they didn't resonate for me that much, And then we had that one meditation where you're supposed to stare at a poster of him and look at his eyes for an hour, like, what the hell? You know, like, so this just, those things just never worked for me. But the practice was the first thing I found that really got me out of my monkey mind. Like, i have been trying to meditate. I've been trying to get into yoga and get out of my anxious, hyper alert state of mind that I was so used to being in. And Kundalini was the first thing that broke through. So I feel like it's such a valuable, valuable practice and uh I, I do like the idea of also talking about though who he has been for so yeah. many people because it is important. Just yeah, there's there's no God human. Like nobody <laughs> right. deserves to be elevated like that, you know.
0: Right. No, and, and I think that, you know, the more we talk about how human People are even the ones that we do look up to, like like we were just talking about, you know like it's it's refreshing, and you can start to look at yourself in a, in a different light too, like I'm equal to all you know exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah right yeah cool
0: yeah, so you know uh if if it works. <laughs> you know, if it works for you. Exactly.
1: Then, Take yeah. what works and leave what doesn't.
0: Yeah. It's yours now. So that's, that's my feeling.
1: I do love it because I always had that like little voice over my shoulder being like, ah, you know, you're supposed to be wearing a turban. You're supposed to be wearing all white. And I just it never, like, I don't really like those supposed tos. Right. I think you shoulds. It was, that garbage.
0: part was very exciting when my friend, cause before I found out about this, I was going like, man, I just don't want to wear a turban anymore. And I was feeling so much guilt about that. And my friend texted me, she's like, well, now that you've read the book, I'm sure no one's going to care if you wear a turban or not, right. anymore. you know? And I was thinking to myself, I was like, how funny is it that we felt so much, um, I don't know, like need to be this perfect, you know, Kundalini Yogi. When the guy who was teaching it was doing far worse things than not wearing a turban
1: oh my god or you know yeah, it totally in, it, it's really nuts because it doesn't invalidate a lot of the like it invalidates those stupid rules but it also unfortunately undermines the really beautiful teachings that were there but i think a lot of those teachings existed in like the um you know the yogic principles that ex- you know that everything has been built on anyway so uh ah, it's it's interesting times but yeah I think let let all this dirt surface as much as possible get it out let's like not build on these shaky foundations anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm in agreement with that. And I think being transparent is it's really great. Let's not pretend that we don't make mistakes. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for for doing this. It was Really nice to catch up with you and hear about your projects and can't wait to hear your musical.
1: <laughs> me neither. My musical. <laughs> I look so forward to sharing it. Yeah. Yay. And uh, thank you so much for having me. What a delight. It was really nice catching up with you.
0: Yeah. So if people want to find out more about you and, and what you do, where should I send them?
1: Um, my I- personal website with my like, documentary series on it is thehealingpowers.com. and and if you want to keep up on the latest in psychedelic
0: news all right well enjoy your your paradise
1: yay likewise enjoy your time and um yeah keep in touch
0: thank you for listening to our podcast inspired artists please remember to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you're listening it helps other people find it thanks